everyone, and welcome to Women Own Wednesday. I'm Barb Smith, director of the Key for Women program at KeyBank. In today's episode, we're going to tackle the topic of access to capital barriers for women-owned businesses. You know, even though that women own 39% of the businesses in the United States, and they contribute $1.8 trillion in revenue annually, they continue to have access to capital issues. In fact, the Women Presidents Organization reports that only 12% of women-owned startups in 2018 were funded by a bank loan or line of credit, with 70% using personal funds. Joining me today are several key bank experts that will help us identify ways to overcome the access to capital barriers for women. Mike Van Vierzen, Senior SBA Specialist, Nicole Vogt, Business Banking Relationship Manager, and Lori Spinks, KeyBank Branch Manager, better known as the powerful team from Indianapolis. Thanks for joining me, team. Thanks for having us today, Barb. So let's get started. What are some of the common issues that you hear and observe from your women-owned businesses and interactions? Lori, could you give me some examples? Sure. One of the most common scenarios aligns with the statistics you shared, Barb. They initially tap into their own personal finances to self-fund their business, also known as bootstrapping. Self-funding typically involves using your own savings account, personal debt, or even tapping into your 401k to fund your business. While self-funding allows you to retain complete control over your business and can make sense for some certain business models, It also means that you are taking on all the risk yourself. Using personal debt, for example, may adversely impact your personal credit, which can limit your funding opportunities in the future. It's always a good idea to weigh all the options first before deciding to self-fund. I couldn't agree more, Lori. You need to weigh all of your options to ensure you're making the right choice for your financial situation and your business. Self-funding for some may make sense on the type of business and startup requirements, but before you commit, you should always evaluate the other options available for your business to ensure you have all the facts and are positioning yourself for your current business state and future growth state. Yes, there's always risk whenever you choose to use your own money or debt. For example, utilizing your 401k to open a business means if for some reason your business fails, not only have you lost that business, but possibly a significant portion of your retirement savings. Again, these are risks you need to understand before making a decision. Another challenge I hear from women business owners is that gathering the documentation and history needed for the application process can be daunting. By the way, it's really no different from what I hear from male business owners as well. The good news is there are many resources available to help, leveraging your local small business administration office, women's business center, or online resources at sba.gov is always a great start. Each of these have numerous tools and reference materials available to get you started on the process and what documentation you will need to secure funding. The local SBA office also has access to experienced business mentors who offer their experience, guidance, and advice to business owners in their community. Once you have everything pulled together, speaking with your banker is always a great next step. Hey, thanks, Mike and Lori. Nicole, what would you add? Are any other common challenges that you hear from your interactions with women-owned businesses in the market? Yeah, thanks, Barb. As one of the co-chairs for our Key for Women program in Indianapolis, I have the great opportunity to network with so many of the local women business owners and leaders in my area. The most common concerns I hear is around the process and the fear of being denied. Many have heard the access to capital barriers for women and figure why even bother. 
So my advice is always be willing to have that conversation. Each person's situation and scenario is different. And as Mike had referred to, do your research, leverage local resources, and include a financial advisor in that mix. Depending on the size of your business, you should definitely engage your accountant in that conversation as well. But first and foremost, have the conversation to be able to know where you are with your finances and credit so you know that what you need to do to move forward. Whether you're just starting your business or you're looking to optimize and expand, there are a number of funding options available. And helping find the best source and course of actions for my clients is one of the most rewarding and fulfilling parts of my job. Hey, that's really great advice. Before we go on, I think this is a really good place to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute. My name's Miriam. One of my biggest goals is to build my credit up. At KeyBank, we believe it's never too early to start thinking about making financial progress. They want to help you get ahead. My credit score really has in the last few months jumped 60 points, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without the help of the advisors at KeyBank. Make progress. Come in for your free 30-minute financial wellness review. Learn more at key.com slash progress or your local branch. KeyBank is member FDIC. And we're back with Mike, Nicole, and Lori on the topic of removing access to capital barriers. Nicole just shared some great advice, and you have to be willing to have that conversation, do your research, and weigh your options before making a decision. So generally speaking, Lori, what documentation should you walk into a branch with to have that initial conversation? So, Barb, it really will vary on whether the client is seeking startup funding, if they have an established business, as well as the purpose and size of the loan they are seeking. The basics, I suggest, would include your personal resume. If you are just starting your business, most lenders will want to know about your background and your experience. Your business plan, including the history and background of your business, if relevant. And then your personal and business tax returns. Also, one year of your bank statements for both personal and business, and any other contracts and legal documents like business licensing, articles of incorporation, leases for business space, and a good equipment list will also help. Barb, I would also share that it's very important to check your personal and business credit reports before you apply, so that way you can determine your score and detect any errors requiring correction or actions you can take to improve your score before applying. A credit score may affect your overall risk profile and the cost of your loan depending on the loan product. Hey Mike, what about on the SBA loan side? Anything else you would recommend to help streamline the process and increase the probability for approval? Sure Barb. One of the benefits of SBA loans is that it reduces the risk exposure to the banks and other lenders, thereby lowering risk and encouraging lending, which is a great thing. That being said, there's more paperwork required and the time it takes for approval can be a bit longer than with other types of funding, but I think most businesses will tell you it's definitely worth it and that they benefit from the lower down payments and longer amortizations that come with an SBA loan. Although there are more requirements with an SBA loan, working with a preferred lender like Key will help streamline the process for borrowers. Also keep in mind that eligibility for SBA loans in general is based on what a business does to receive its income, the character of its ownership, and where the business operates. 
Typically, businesses must meet SBA size standard for small businesses, be able to repay, and have a sound business purpose. Again, even if you have blemished credit, you still may qualify for startup funding. Again, you can learn more at sba.gov and then speak to an SBA preferred lender to help get you started. Thanks, Mike. So let's talk a little bit more about the process. I've gathered all the paperwork. I'm ready, and we've had the conversation. Lori, what should our listeners expect from the application process? Well, Barb, I cannot speak for other financial service companies, but at KeyBank, we walk business owners through our small business financial wellness tools to provide them with industry insights and recommended solutions, including funding that best aligns with the unique needs and situations. This helps narrow into the right funding options and service so that we can connect them with the appropriate expert when they apply. I would also share that comparing the various funding options available from conventional loans, lines of credit, and SBA loans is just one aspect of of the overall picture. It's also critical for a business to examine other financial services like payment and cash management tools that will definitely help to optimize their business cash flow and position their business to support future operating costs and growth in the future. Those options are always included with the recommendations we make using our small business wellness tool as well. Couldn't agree more, Nicole. I'd also add that business owners need to ensure they are surrounded by a strong team of strategic advisors. That team would usually include an attorney, a CPA, insurance broker, a banker, and a financial advisor. All these pieces of financial wellness need to be addressed in how your business and personal funds are planned. I find business owners that have a good strategic plan based on discussions with their financial advisors, attorney, and CPA on the best way to set up their business and structure the transaction are much more prepared for the loan request. Team, thanks again for joining us today to sharing your insights on what women-owned business owners can do to help break down the access to capital barriers and better position themselves to secure business funding and the services that they need. And listeners, thank you for listening and be on the lookout for our next Women Own Wednesday podcast. 